there was a problem in the interaction. You know, I noticed that they felt that I was different. I have black hair. I don't even look like like a Belgian. I I do look off. I think they identified me already differently when they were looking at me already. And then I felt a sense of different energies in them. They said, oh, you're different. We're not supposed to interact with you. Hello, Irene. Hello, Ruth. How are you? Really, really good. And you? That's nice. I'm great. I know you're supposed to take a nap. More like sleeping time. <laughs> I know, but good thing you stay awake because we are going to have a conversation today with our guest. Actually, I saw her posted something on a Facebook about an enlightenment experience and so i thought this is gonna be an interesting conversation because as you all know our show is where the f am i heading and so enlightenment journey and all that we're always like in a place of looking for answers or whatnot so mm -hmm. and this is actually really new for me like i told you the other day i think we talked mm -hmm. about you know enlightenment and i told mm -hmm. you like I have no clue. I guess I haven't been enlightened yet. <laughs> Working in the process. It's still on the path. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, without further ado, let us call our guest for the day, Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Welcome to the show. Hello, Irene. Hello, Ruth. Hi. When she said hello, Irene, and hello, Ruth, I already can sense the energy in there. So, the enlightenment. <laughs> the start of it so before anything else can you tell us your background introduce yourself so we can know you better okay first of all i'm gretchen i'm 29 years old living in belgium i have a filipino mother and a belgian father so i am mixed race i have a administration as a profession and yeah now an interesting new side of my path a book out yeah yeah you actually mentioned that you are mixed race you have a filipino mom and a belgian father so were you born and raised in belgium yes right and where your mom's hometown actually she's from manila oh but you've been to cebu because you know cebu a little yes her her father is from cebu I see. So, have you been to any of the places in the Philippines or like on vacation? A lot. Palawan El Nido is my favorite place. Crystal blue waters. Yeah. Bohol. So, how was your experience visiting the Philippines? It was great. I recall when I first get got back to the Philippines, it was uh, 15 years after. I think I was like 21. Or something but it was strange because it was the first time when I was all grown up I used to be there as a child 10 years old non-awareness but when I was there I dropped off the plane it was like I received that unique energy I was like where, where did this come from my first real interaction with the Philippines and I was like amazed I was like feeling myself they are all warm I love their hospitality. I love their energy. Yeah, they're always enthusiastic, open to other people's stories. I'm not sure if just me, but whenever I arrive in a new country, there's something like a distinct smell. Yeah, 
that you can associate that country with. I'm not sure because whenever I arrive in a new country, the moment I step out of the plane, I would say, yes, okay, this is a new country. Something weird, something weird is going on. Yeah, me yeah. too. Because when I got back to Belgium, it was like I received a reverse culture shock. I was like internal conflict. I had two different energies now, the Filipino energy and the Belgian energy. I was like, what is this? And then I thought, oh, yes, I got it. I am too bright. I have to turn down my energy again. Mm, yeah. And that's the reason why you were able to capture the difference or the warmness of people, because that is something foreign to you, something that you do not feel yes. normally or in a regular basis. But at the same time, it is within her because, you know, she got this Filipino blood. So it's there, but she just haven't really let it out of her system and experience those feelings. Or something that she cannot use because there's not no one to reciprocate that. Right. Because back then with my father, I used to be too energetic as a child, roaming around like a child does normally. But I think I triggered something in him that made him upset or angry with me. And then whenever someone else doesn't like a part of me, then I, I started to hide it. Because I was afraid to show my Filipino background, I guess. Was it because of the stigma? Yeah, I wasn't aware. It was in my subconscious. Because, you know, I'm born in Belgium. I should be happy to be a Belgian. I should behave like a Belgian. That was going on in my subconscious mind. And then you are not behaving like a Belgian because internally within you, you're thinking... I'm feeling Filipino, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of strange to show. Yes, right, that's it. And something that you don't know who to share it to or share it with. Yeah. There's no community, like... There is, but they are all grown-ups. A lot of grown-ups, not like other same age like me because my friend's mom said how does she get so interested in filipino culture because her daughter is like european mindset yeah that's that's actually interesting because you know for us like let, let's say me i grew up in philippines hence i want change you know like not necessarily that i want to forget that i'm a filipino it's just that i want change from a lot of things culture that I just need a refreshment. So when I visit a different country and I suddenly feel like I associate myself with that country and when I go back to Philippines, there's a lot of things I complain about, right? So I'm sure that's what you felt when you go back to Belgium. It's like, why they're not smiling? Why is it cold here? Why they don't have tuyo? Why they don't have salted fish and things like that? Yes, right. And I even tried to share my trip last time because I went before COVID with Christmas. It was... It was really amazing. It meant a lot to me. Family reunions, a wedding, Christmas, something I experienced for the second time. And I wanted to share it with someone, but she kind of got closed off. I thought like, what? What is this? And then she gave me the awareness that I had to open up about it anyway, because that's in my blood. That's me. That's Gretchen. It's that unique energy. That's typical Gretchen. Why should I hide it anyway? Is that the colleague that you were talking about? No, not yet. That okay. was someone I tried to open up to, okay. <laughs> but she didn't allow me. But then the colleague, she noticed my change in energy and she said, yeah, you look like a, 
kid in a candy store, I was like, wow, she noticed. It's going to be noticeable if you have a bright personality, you just came out of a bright environment, and then you go back to a sulky environment, I should say. It would really show up. It would radiate from your energy. And it's something that's noticeable. If people are noticing it, you know, if they're paying attention, right? Yes. But we will talk about your colleague later on. I just want to go back to, you said that your personality is too bright for them. So what are the characteristics or trait of a Filipino that you like the most? That you think you have that, apart from having the bright personality? Open. I love to have the deeper connection. I notice when someone is shallow, then it doesn't work for me. I want to get to know someone really good, deeper, have a connection with it, with someone, talk about the interesting stuff, you know? So being open. And how about on the Belgian side of you? What is the trait that you like the most? Well, that I always come on time. <laughs> Not that I don't like the Filipino time because they are at ease. They are relaxed. And now I see the good in it. When you have the Filipino time, it's nice because then you can arrive relaxed. You're not stressed. Except for the person you're meeting with. <laughs> and that's the start of the stress. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're encountering a Belgian, oh, then you should be stressed when you're late then you should be but if it's a filipino then yeah then it's all right when you come off an hour late or an hour the party has just started you know it's actually just like in spain like two hours late or something it's like no big deal it's like yeah we're supposed to meet at the police station and you're two hours late it's like nah traffic (laughs) no problem no problem it's a good thing it's like identifying the good traits of both sides is that is something that, you know, you can carry on yourself, yes. right? Like having the best of both worlds. And speaking of that, there's a Facebook group that someone raised about the challenges of mixed race. And because of having, you know, two different worlds, they, they have different backgrounds, they feel like nobody can understand them. Have you ever felt that? Yes, for sure. I'm thinking of an example, but I can't come up with any. Yeah, I think it's because, you know, the mixed cultures, we are all processing through our difficulties, what we've been through. And when someone is closed off and you try to talk with them and you get avoided, yeah, then you feel misunderstood, right? Because we are caring and loving, but not everyone is going to be open to that because maybe they haven't received that love before from their parents or anything or i think it has something to do with you're not fully belgian and you're not fully filipino and you're in between you're right in the yeah in the middle and it's really hard to actually know what you are like you can't identify yourself aside from yes mixed um my question is how it's like to grow up in belgium with mostly Belgian of course as a kid and I'm sure you have like with in terms of food you like Filipino food yeah and the other kids like what is that or you don't bring back lunch at school Mm, not that I always eat like bread at school and dinner warm foods at home so I didn't have that problem 
But there was a problem in the interaction. You know, I noticed that they felt that I was different. I have black hair. I don't even look like like a Belgian. I I do look off. I think they identified me already differently when they were looking at me already. And then I felt a sense of different energies in them. They said, oh, you're different. We're not supposed to interact with you. And kids can be harsh. Yeah, because I, I had a session with intuitive coach and she said, your inner child doesn't understand yet why they have ignored you, why they didn't play with you until now. So until now, you're still struggling to belong? Well, not anymore. Since I discovered that I'm made unique and I'm made to stand out, not to belong somewhere. That's the best way to look at it, you know, the moment you realize that. Yep. Yeah. And now I have this message to spread out that Filipinos should stay themselves. Like, oh, if we double use, whenever they go to a country, they should adapt to their culture. They should adapt to their language. But I feel like there needs to be a healthy boundary there. They can't forget where they're coming from because a country doesn't define who you are, right? And it's not just Filipinos. It's other nationalities that go to different countries or other mixed race kids or adults. You don't really have to choose, you know? It's not like, okay, choose A over B. It's not like that. It's good to have the balance, but sometimes there's just like a strong eagerness for you to be on the Filipino side because you feel like you were deprived. When you grow up, you grow up more in Belgium than in Philippines. So there's a lot of things, culture and, you know, like food in places that you just really want to embrace. Right. And there comes my mom in, like she raised me independently and she made me choose. She made me go my own way. She didn't want me to be a Belgian. She didn't want me to be Filipina. She just allowed me to make a choice and that's the best way to go with it. And I think I remember when we were talking the other day about you had a challenge of, I'm not sure if it was a job interview because of how you look. They think that you're different. Is that the story? Yes, right. People think here that I don't have any problems with applying because I speak perfectly Dutch. I can speak Dutch. But like I said earlier, I don't look like a Belgian. I look like mixed race. And when they look at my CV, they think I am German <laughs> because of my name. They expect me to be blonde. That's already judging. You think you're going to have someone in front of you that is blonde. But when that person comes in, when I come in, they see black hair. Yeah, they're surprised, right? They didn't expect that. You'll be surprised. I've experienced the same now because I'm mixed race. My name is Spanish. Literally like Irene Falco. And I go to like a book and hotel or something like that. And then I go to the reception and they're just looking. It's like, where is, why is this like Chinese looking girl here? It's just sometimes I just have a good laugh about this kind of experience. Because it's just funny when they are expecting someone and then they get yeah. something. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise, yeah. It happens a lot though. But to me, I can feel it. I can feel their energy when they're like that. I can feel it easily when they say, Oh, I didn't expect this. They can't hide it from me. For sure. And based on what you shared earlier as well, that not because you belong to the mixed race category, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can also fit in with other mixed race because like for other Belgian Filipinos they're 
more on the European side of their characters. Yes, right. So maybe that's the reason why it's challenging for others because, yeah, honestly, there would come a time that you don't know where you belong. And that's the reason why it's important to know your core, know who you really are, regardless of what is the race or what is the dominant race in your blood, right? Yeah. And we can now jump on to your story about enlightenment, your journey. Okay. So earlier that you mentioned that you were excited coming back from that vacation and all that and you are so excited to share the story and fortunately no one can understand tell us more about it when that person that was a friend of mine didn't understand what i was saying or pushed me away i got that awareness suddenly that i was hiding it and then a few months later when i got back A colleague told me, you were like that little child in the candy store. I was surprised because no one ever told me something like that. I thought she picked up on that and that it was important for me. And then I got so excited. But then on the other side, I was like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, is she just saying this to manipulate me or is she really honest with me? She was, you know, interactions because she's told me you should be who you are. You should be yourself, she said. We all have this unique energy and we have to let it out. And right there, I knew she was on my side. Okay, I want to step back a little bit when you said that when she told you about you having that ecstatic emotion that coming out of you and you feel unsure whether she's telling the truth or not. Yeah. Is that feeling of not trusting someone is because of the history of your childhood? or? Yes, because I've been through a lot. I am an open person. I, I can easily let people in. But that's also the bad side about that is I can easily get stepped on, right? Crossed my boundaries. So now I'm really watching it. I make sure that I have uh, reciprocated energy like I have with her now. Our energies meet right in the middle and that's the best thing you can have. And I thought, right there, I have what I wanted all along now. And then I figured out you first need that inner connection with yourself. And then when you have poured that energy enough, you can give it and flow with others. So what made you decide, okay, I'm going to trust what this colleague is telling me is it her aura or the way she said it her aura and energy because people can tell you anything but i learned that i am this empath and i was picking up on her sincere energy she wasn't pushing or pulling my energy like anyone else did she was meeting me right in the middle and i was amazed you mentioned that you learned that you are an empath how did you learn that How were you able to identify that, okay, I'm this kind of person? Well, I don't really have uh, an example. I just, I'm, I'm a sensitive person. I can easily pick up other people's feelings and how they are saying things. I know when they're closed off and I know when they're open. And maybe it's coming from being you, an open person, because I'm an empath as well. Because of my openness in everything in life, it makes me attract people all kinds of people i don't know sometimes even if it's a good thing or a bad thing because sometimes it's exhausting yeah it's exhausting yeah and because of that you would be attracting even manipulative people and because you're an empath there's a tendency in your head that tells you 
you can help this person even if that person is someone who doesn't want to be helped. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I can say maybe that's the reason why you can say that you're an empath because of your openness. And that's not something bad, but you also mentioned about boundaries. Yes. So even if you're an empath, empathic person, you have to really set boundaries. So, you know, you will not be exhausted all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm searching what is the opposite of an empath. And then I look at the at the result and I thought, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that bad? <laughs> it's like either psychopath, sociopath or narcissist. And I'm not really that, but... No, no. You're not the opposite, I mean. <laughs> that's a good thing about this podcast of ours because sometimes when we are recording we would learn a lot of new things that we thought we already know anyhow so walk us through from the time that you realize about that energy that you have because of your colleague to the time of your realization yeah it was like this new path new discovery about myself that energy wanted to pop out and I couldn't resist anymore I couldn't stop it and then that time I knew this is me this is my true self coming out because that colleague is, was like a mirror she revealed all of the parts that I was hiding and I forgot about what happened with my friends that I didn't got to share my trip because it was draining my energy but it made all kinds of stuff come up so I started my healing process I started the meditations the energy binaurals it's like you can process you can work through anything fears blockages in your energy and all kind of stuff that comes up like subconscious patterns. So you started getting a coach? How do you say that? A teacher? Not really. I had people around me that came at the right time, right mm -hmm. place. But I did it by myself like 60% through mm -hmm. meditations. It was hard facing those emotions. But in the beginning, it's like a box you don't want to have. A gift. You open it, ah, you get scared, you want to ignore yourself. But, you know, the universe was like, Gretchen, it's time to face yourself. They reminded me, anyway, they're gonna get me experiences to throw it in my face. So I knew it was time to work through all of it. So I started little by little. I started to confront my inner child. What's going on? Why are you like this? Are you angry? I, I started to ask all kinds of questions. And I reconnected with, with my inner child. We're good now. Because, you know, sometimes it's still stuck in the past. You as an adult self knows what's going on. You know you're made to be different. You know why you experience things. But your child is still there. You have to, you know, like being an adult to your little self to make him or her aware. Like, it's okay that it happened. And then, yeah, just be there for yourself first. You know, I'm, I'm really feeling you. Because Ruth is my shrink now. It, it's not official. <laughs> it's not official. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> no, I just feel what you're, you're trying to say. Because I'm at the moment in a position where there's just a lot of emotions that I've forgotten them. And I been disregarding them for a very long time and i haven't really made closure with that as well and lately when i'm feeling them there's this emotion that i don't know what it is but it's there lingering around and i get overwhelmed 
and I freaked out all the time. You know, Ruth knows me as this tough person, to be honest, like from the beginning. But then suddenly when I opened up to her, that was like the scariest part because, you know, I don't like showing any weakness to anybody at all aside from myself. If I can deal with it, I will deal with it. But it's just amazing that there are those emotions there and you have to deal with them. I'm not fully dealing with them. Because, you know, like what you said earlier, it's tough, it's hard. But it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and and there are, like, experiences in your childhood, especially the, the language or the narrative, even the self-talk that you give yourself when you are a child. Yes. To keep telling yourself because this is what you've been hearing from the adults around you. And you feel that that's who you are. And because it hurt you somehow, you push it down. And so there's a time that it would show up. And you would be surprised, like, okay, how to deal with this, right? And you would start blaming others. But honestly, it's within you. Yeah, it's you. You have to also use your discernment because it's other people talking to you. It's not your voice. You have to keep on training your voice to get to that ultimate mindset or else you're going to keep attracting the same people till you learn the lesson. It's like also a job. You can't run from a job. When you get multiple people around you can handle, you have to figure out the lesson and walk through it. That's what I'm trying to do because I learned that I needed to speak up a little bit more. Like, we Filipinas are underestimating ourselves sometimes. Or whenever we talk, we often talk about unnecessary things. Yep. Right? <laughs> it's like we're not using our voice to talk about important things, right? Yeah, or sometimes we like to talk about the details and the other say come straight to the point or something. I was experiencing something like that as well. I think we just have a hard time explaining something directly or straight to the point. We go around the bush all the time. We like to sugarcoat as well because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing about an empath that is hard, you know? You feel things that someone else doesn't know about themselves. How do you approach someone telling them to be honest? You want to be honest, but you don't want to hurt them as well. And because of different personality types, of course, you really have to be considerate because not everyone is open to make themselves open to others. Or sometimes others are not just comfortable talking about such things. So that's why you also have to be cautious the way you interact with other people. I just want to go back to what you said about you started meditating. Yes. Actually, when I was going through the healing process as well, meditation and having that reflection, having that quiet time with yourself is something really helped me a lot because you can really have a strong connection with your inner self. And the universe. Yeah. Because that's important too, being open to the universe. Because I have felt that whenever I took that leap of faith, no matter how scared I was, it's about taking the first step. Just go. The universe will guide you to the right place if you are ready to follow your heart. That's how the universe revealed all of the secrets to me. I was like, what? And you were experiencing that since we first talked, right? It's like you're surprised how people are just coming up 
you know, showing up based on what you need at that time. Yeah. Actually, that's also true. Because like for me, the moment I started to really have a connection with my inner self, I started to receive the things that I prayed for. And I was so surprised because the moment I dropped everything, the moment Mm -hmm. I became more honest with myself and really touch on things that I have to face head on that's the time I receive what I was looking for right and it's kind of hard to seek for answers if you don't know where you should start that's why it's really great to identify the things that you have inside of you tap on it and it'll guide you somehow because for me I'm coming from the based on belief on my faith the religious side of me and for you you are talking for for the universal part of it and for some they might be believing in science so regardless of where is that energy coming from you have to follow that right yes right and trust the process go with the flow because whenever you are not patient or you like to control things you like to have things go your way you want it now right but the universe has a better plan i figured that out but We are so controlling sometimes in our minds. I think it also comes from conditioning in society. Yeah, it's crazy sometimes. That's why you should have a good balance of believing in yourself. Yeah. Plus, of course, with the assistance of, you know, the spiritual or the universal side of it. Because oftentimes people would, you know, just let it be based on the faith without too much effort. Like, mahala na si Batman, right? And if things are not, going their way because of bahala na si Batman, they would feel frustrated. Right. True. So, what was it like the moment that you feel that you are already moving forward towards that healing, that enlightenment? It was great. I felt lighter. I also received new gifts. The healing energy I talked about, I didn't know I had that, but apparently the universe, we all have it. But some only manage to activate it. But I think it's the universe who determines when and how it happens. I didn't know I had that in me, that type of energy that, you know, it was kind of weird. The same with the inspiration that I got from the book. You got from the book that you wrote or from somewhere else? No, the inspiration I got from the universe suddenly. Because... You know, I was meditating, I was clearing everything that was unnecessary on my path. I was letting it all go. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, enlightenment. That one force of energy flowing through me, it got activated somehow. How do you know that that is the enlightenment? Well, I'm not sure how, but I read somewhere, it's like being unapologetic apologetically you you don't have to be explaining who you are to someone else but isn't it like a different point of view in my case you know i'm, I'm very unapologetic so i tend to be more narcissistic to other people <laughs> it's a difference in perception how you perceive things the things that you thought you always known or got from your upbringing you suddenly realize Oh, those aren't true. You get new perceptions, you get new ideas, you get new insights. Because, you know, in in my case, to be honest, people think I'm just like an asshole for ignoring all the negative vibes around me. (laughs) That's the thing. You see, I tend to have a wall around me because I don't 
want to be effective with people's opinion i'm tired of those opinions anyway i don't need them right if they don't help me grow they don't help me grow my money or grow any knowledge then i don't need them so for that i have this like chakra you know it's just like it's so natural that i've never really encountered people that are going to use me now because i have this vibe in me that i'm not saying any bad words or anything i'm not even fighting with anybody it's just like i have this aura that is a strong aura that scared people away or intimidate people yeah like irene said people can feel it when you're changed suddenly they say oh what happened to you you're different yeah then let them allow them to say that but don't let them get in your way of your path and i think i'll just go back to irene's question about enlightenment because when i was going through that during that phase, I didn't know that that was my enlightenment journey. You wouldn't know. And during the time that I was having that healing process, I feel like my life was slowing down. Yeah. So during the time, I cannot define what it was. It was just, I know that I'm taking the time to heal myself because I have this savior or superhero syndrome. Like if something needs to be done, I can take care of that. I have to take care of that. And during that time, I was already tired. I was so exhausted. So during the healing process, I feel like my life had to slow down. And somehow at some point, I feel like why I'm slowing down? I cannot slow down because this is not who I am. But the, the process was telling me, no, you have to slow down. So during that time, I didn't know that it was the healing process. I only learned that it was the healing process after when I'm already seeing the impact on myself, the way I treat people, the way I interact with them, the way I speak. There's also a change in that. And I'm so surprised, like, okay, what happened to me? Did I eat a book of wisdom or I did I, you know, something yeah. has changed. <laughs> But you will not know that it was the healing process if you are in that process. I feel the same way. I had this guy from Australia called Matt suddenly appearing on my journey. I was looking on information about archetypes. Apparently, I'm a magician. And he said, could you be going through a spiritual awakening? I said, what? Then all of a sudden, he gave me that movie, like Celestine Prophecy. And I thought, oh man, this is what I'm going through now. I'm getting all of these synchronicities, the signs to get me on that path, on my life purpose. Then that's when and where I understood my journey. You know, I'm really amazed with the two of you talking about enlightenment and spiritual i can't really relate to be honest i guess maybe it's my upbringing you know when i was growing up we in a household there was no time to be spiritual there was no time to go to church i know i'm a catholic don't bash me for this it's just this is just the household i grew up with moving from one home to another and there was no time to think about spiritual beliefs kind of thing and i've always wanted to but it's just not in me you know i haven't really like i've been telling ruth this a lot of times like i haven't really found that faith in me yet i haven't felt that i really want to feel that but i don't know what to do you know it's it's just that when i grew up we were too busy surviving getting food than thinking about being spiritual and yeah and i felt like i am kind of lost in a way in terms of faith 
because I have no clue to be honest of course I- I've read Bible when I was maybe seven years old but that's it there's nothing like I don't even know different kinds of religion and that's a shame I mean I feel I feel bad for myself for not having ideas at all and I mean it's only Ruth and some of my few friends that are I know that are really spiritual you know someone have something to hold on to to believe in and to be honest i'm envious to that part because i really want to feel that actually the spirituality it's a personal journey yeah it's not necessarily that you should be coming from a religious family or whatnot because even if our family is going to church or whatnot it would still be a person's choice to have a stronger faith or belief in what in something or whatnot not necessarily religion and what we are talking about here is enlightenment in life and since this is a journey our timeline is different from one another yes it may not come the way that time we want it to it's like you don't have to find it it will find you something like that you know what they said that there will be a big thing that will happen to you something bad or something that you think you cannot handle but then when that time comes and then you will find your faith in of course i'm not wishing something bad happened to me just to find my faith right but even though i don't find my faith or you know i'm not in the spiritual journey it doesn't mean i'm a bad person because to be honest i believe in people i believe in humanity and i respect everybody but it's just that that level of spirituality is something that is missing with me and i'm not at that point to find it yet but hopefully one day yeah it will come unexpectedly yeah actually when Irene and I first met. It's so unique because the first time we met, we had this deep conversation. And during that time, I was already lost. And she didn't know about it. I was so lost. It's like, what am I doing here in this country? Far from my family, far from everyone. Because I was telling her that I wanted to change the circle of friends. So I want to look for new people because I want to have different energy. But yeah, it's like I felt like during that time, I had to run away. But you cannot run away if that's the time you have to have a connection with yourself. Yes. There's no running away. So now let's talk about the book. Yeah. (laughs) What made you decide to have a book? Oh, by the way, before answering that, what's the title of your book? Sharing My Light and Healing Energy. And the subtitle is Journey to True Self, right? True Self, yes. Journey to True Self. Well, it came unexpectedly, to be honest. I didn't expect it to become an author. I started with a blog about my spiritual journey because all of a sudden I received all of this wisdom coming from the universe through my crown chakra. I was like surprised. What is happening? It's it's It was like, yeah, that, that alignment that we were talking about. I couldn't explain it. It just happened to me and I was starting to write a blog. I was writing, writing, and I noticed that there was a flow in my energy. I think the same flow that you can experience right now when you're talking to me. And then I all of a sudden I had 100 blogs. I asked the universe, what do you want me to do now? Then all of a sudden, someone else... A woman on training, she told me about a book she was writing. She was working on it three years, I think. And then I got it. I thought that was a sign for the universe. I should write a book too about the blogs that I was collecting. So at that point, I started because I knew a lot of people were starting their journey. They were about to awaken. And I just wanted to spread and share my energy. Is that your first book? Yes. And are you waiting more? Well, it depends on what the universe has planned for me. But if they want me to go for another one, yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) 
if that's the talent that they gave me, then I should do something with it. Because you know what they say, when you don't use a talent, you, lo- you lose them, right? Right. And I thought to myself, I can't keep this wisdom all to myself. That's not the reason why they have given it to me. They have given it to me to share it with others so that they can get uplifted in their journeys. Right. Where is it available? Where can people get it from? For now, it's available on Amazon. The Philippines has it on Kindle ebook. Amazon for sure, for now, but I'm planning also to contact the publisher to try and to get some paperbacks as well in the stores. So looking back at your life, can you say or would you be able to say that you are happier now because of the journey? Yes. You know, I'm more happy because I can allow the Filipino energy. That's me. That's the most important thing I learned, to never suppress that energy because that's who Gretchen is. And I noticed also that resilience. I suddenly realized Filipinos are resilient. Look how many typhoons they have surpassed. That must have been the reason why you guys are made that way. To be an example for a lot of people who are less fortunate, you know? I have been through a lot in my life as well. And then I suddenly noticed that's where my resilience came from. Filipino energy because I wasn't made to be sad I was made to uplift other people and that's who Filipinos want to be yeah and I think that's where the conflict started because half of you has this kind of a cold weather sad feeling and then another half of you is like sunny weather happy yeah vibrations you know and that's where the conflict came in so now to close this i just want to ask if you have any advice for because as you all know our, our podcast is about you know really looking for answers or whatnot finding life's lessons and all that um if there's anything that you would like to tell our audience about finding the enlightenment what what is that i would say if you really want expert advice just go within because actually we're all alone in this journey no one else can feel what we feel no one else can know what we go through they can only advise us but Who knows best? Us. We know best. We have to trust our universal selves to guide us and know that we'll always be taken care of, you know? It's like in order to find the answers that you are looking for, you have to start with yourself. Yes, within. Because if you are going through something, sometimes it's hard to understand. It's hard to look for answers. And maybe that period of time is telling you to just stop instead of looking for everything, looking for answers and looking to understand. Just stop and breathe, you know? Especially for people who are so harsh on themselves. Yeah. Perhaps they're too afraid to start anew or whatnot. Sometimes we have to stop so we can step back and restart. I posted this on my Facebook account. It's like an arrow, bow and arrow. You have to be pulled back so you can accelerate. I just want to add one more thing. A healing journey is not a straight line. Whenever you experience another emotion coming up, it doesn't mean it's a setback. It just means a new layer. 
that has to be processed through. That's actually true. That's really a good conversation. Thank you so much, Gretchen. You're welcome. Yeah, it, it's so refreshing to talk about this. I know not everyone can understand, especially for those who haven't experienced it. And if ever you would be in that journey, know that there are people who also going through their journey as well. It may not necessarily be with you, but there are also there there are people who can understand you. Yes. Yeah. So this is another episode of Where the F. Am I heading? And this is Ruth. And this is Irene. See you next week. Bye.